Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. We pray you are encouraged by this message. For more info, notes, or other messages, visit our website at overflowdfw.com. This year, we've been uh, basically re-evaluating who we are as a church and re-evaluating our core values. And if you guys have been with us this year, you know that. And so uh, at the beginning of the year, we, we, we basically have five core values. And at the beginning of the year, we, we kind of covered these. And then throughout the year, we've been doing a, a series that's kind of focused on those core values and, and using those core values as a, as a springboard to get in uh, to, to the messages. And so again, cultivating our core values. And we, we talk about presence right? We're here at Overflow. We value presence every time we gather and everywhere we go. And we did a series called Our Father, which is about prayer and presence. And then we, 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 we value family, right? We value family because we follow Jesus together. And we did a series called Together this summer. Some of you were here. And then we value honor, right? We honor up, down, and all around. And so we did a series called Before Kings. We just got through with that a couple of weeks ago. Then we did a brief series called The Growth Series. That was great. Pastor Josh did a phenomenal job last week as I was out. And this week, we're starting a series, probably five or six weeks, called The Blessing. And we're focusing on our core value of generosity. Generosity, because we realize that we're blessed to be a blessing, right? We're blessed to be a blessing. God didn't just bless you so you can get fat with blessing, right? And just so, so you can sit around your house and go, I'm just enjoying the blessings of God. That's awesome. You need to enjoy the blessings of God, but God wants to pour his blessings through you, right? And so sometimes, listen, when God's pouring his blessings through you, it also gets on you, right? So you don't need to be bashful about your blessings, but you need to allow his blessings to permeate your life and also you be a conduit for it. Now, listen, Here's the deal. Some people, and I, I could even tell kind of this week, some people will, will tune out a little bit when you say blessing, won't they? Because some people like the parts of the scripture that are just kind of hard and rigid and kind of, you know, give people kind of permission to be angry and to be frustrated. And so what they do is they're like, yeah, the Bible calls us to die to ourselves. Absolutely, the Bible call, calls us to die to ourselves. So when someone says the word blessing, they, they feel like that they can't put both of those things in their mind. And they, can, they can't embrace both of, those both of those truths. Just like we were talking about a while ago, spirit and truth. We value the word of God. We also value the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so listen, with God, he, he, he's, he's not one in, in our understanding, one way all the time, right? God is much bigger than, than, than the lens that you like. Come on. And so what I encourage you to do is I encourage you to look at the Lord from all the angles. I want all of him. I want Jesus calling me in and weeping with me, but I also want him throwing over tables in my house. I mean, I want him completely. And so some people only want the tables being thrown and they don't like the blessing of the Lord. But the thing is, is as you read throughout the scriptures, blessing is highly emphasized and we want to preach all the word. So don't eliminate a truth because someone else misapplied it. And that's our tendency. Well, some people have taken that and they've ran off the deep end. Absolutely. That's the devil's work. That's what he does. He doesn't have any truth of his own. So what he'll do is he'll manipulate the truth. And so don't allow an abuse, come on, to eliminate a truth. Embrace it all. Filter it through the lens of Scripture and through the presence of the Holy Spirit and allow those truths to, to impact your life. Amen? All right. So 
Today, we're talking about being blessed from the beginning, that we were blessed from the beginning. Did you know when God created the earth, he created an earth that was blessed? Look at this on the fifth day. I mean, this is the divine order. When, when, listen, when things are in God's order, they're blessed. Okay, we're going to talk about being blessed from the beginning today. So on the fifth day of creation, this is the first time we see in the scriptures the word blessed. So God created the great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the air and every sort of bird and each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good and he blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the sea and the birds multiply on the earth. So here we see God blesses his creation, the birds, the fish. Aren't you glad he, I'm glad he multiplied the fish because I love catfish and I want to be able to eat it to the day he died. And I'm glad he didn't just create one catfish. I'm glad he blessed it. And he actually didn't really bless catfish, but, um, but, but yeah, but some other kind of clean fish that'll work. All right. So the sixth day, the sixth day, no perfect messages, right? Sixth day, it says this in Genesis 1 verse 27, it says, so God created human beings in his own image. Do you know why, do you know why that human life is important? Do you know why racism is an important issue? Because human beings were created in the image of God. Did you know that? Did you know why unborn babies are important to God? Because they're made in his image. They're made in his image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. That's it. He's not confused. Male and female. This is the way God created them. He created them. <clears throat> I'm not trying to push all the buttons. We're just reading the scripture. This is the scripture. Let's embrace it all. Come on. This is, this is what God blesses, male and female. Then God blessed them. God blessed who? God blessed humans. And he says this, be fruitful and multiply. Come on, all the married people say, yeah, come on. Fruitful and multiply, right? So be fruitful and multiply. God blessed humanity. So God created humanity. And in that creation and in that image, there's already a, a sense of blessing on there. Because God created it. I mean, it's like, wow, created in the image of God? Wow, that, that's a blessing right there. But then God looks and he goes, I bless it. I bless it. And he says, be fruitful and multiply. So what is the blessing? We use that word, right? We're too blessed to be stressed, right? We always like to talk about the Hobby Lobby things at the store. Blessed, so blessed. You know, bumper stickers, blessed, right? Go to the Christian bookstore. You can find blessed wristbands and blessed shoelaces and, you know, probably blessed underwear somewhere. You can get whatever you want with the word blessed on it. But what is, what is blessing? What, what does it mean when we talk about blessing? We say that, right? I'm doing pretty good. I'm blessed, right? You're not lucky. You're blessed, right? That's good. That's a good thing for you to say. But this word where we get blessing is, is actually, it's B-R-K. This is the root word. And the root word B-R-K would be the same word that they would look when they would see lightning or they would see light, they would say Barak, Barak, right? If I was a good Hebrew person, I would be able to say it eloquently, Barak. And the word Barak means to bless or to praise, but that root word actually means to shine light, to shine light. So it says it was good. And whenever he saw it was good, what was he doing? He was rejoicing over it. He was celebrating in it. He was endorsing it. 
So when we say something is blessed by God, we're saying that God is endorsing it. See, blessing is a signature of God's approval. It's like when you look at something and you go, man, that's really good. Let me sign off on it. That's what God does. So he creates the created order and he goes, I like it. I bless it. I sign off on it. I approve of this, right? The end of the commercial, I'm God and I approve of this message, right? He's, 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 he's signing his name on it. It's his signature. And because of that, because he signed it and because he created it, listen, he wants it to experience his favor, his smile. So when we talk about blessing, we're talking about his favor. The, God's favor is God's enjoyment, See, we can enter into the joy of the Lord. We can enter into his favor, his delight, his pleasure. God's blessing is his smile over your life. It doesn't mean that God doesn't get frustrated. It doesn't mean that, that, that God doesn't get angry at times because he does. Scripture teaches us this. But his favor means that he's looking at it and he's smiling. So when God created humanity, he wasn't like, oh, what did I do? He's like, I love it. I love it. I'm blessing it. To be blessed means that we are partaking in that favor. We're partaking in the goodness of God. So when you say you're blessed by God, what you're saying is that God looked at me, he smiled at me, and he provided this for me. He's provided it because he likes me, because he enjoys me. Did you know, can I tell you, beloved, that God enjoys you? You're blessed. He enjoys you. The second thing it, it, it indicates is this is fulfillment, that peace and contentment are found in his goodness. See, I'm, I'm not called to find peace in this world. This is why Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Why? Because fulfillment, experiencing God's blessing is contentment in God's goodness, right? And so we're, we know that we're experiencing God's goodness because he's smiling on us so I can be content. I don't have to be frustrated because I don't have the house that someone else has. I'm content with what God, where God's revealed his goodness in my life. And we'll talk about this, that the blessings actually increase if we're good stewards of them. And we'll get into that in this series. But I can be content right now with things. I can be content right now where, where, where I'm at. Not content in the sense that I'm not hungry to be more like Jesus. Hopefully that never goes away. But I can be content in God's goodness. And at the, like Pastor Brooke was saying a while ago when she was leading worship, I could, even on a bad day, I can go, God, you're still good. I can still find contentment in this. So it means fulfillment. The third thing that blessing means is, is, is fellowship. And it's this, it's rejoicing connectedness. I, I want you to remember this because I, 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 I was looking for language. It's fellowship, it's friendship. Blessing is fellowship with the Lord. It's, it, but it's not just like, hey, I'm in relationship with God. God tolerates me. No, no, no. It's rejoicing connectedness. So I'm connected to the Lord, but it's in a way that he's excited. Right? It's, it's, like, it's like the way that I love spending time with Leslie. There's a, there's a fellowship there that's not just like we're okay in our relationship. No, no, no. We enjoy one another. And this is where the Lord wants to bring you. You are blessed. Enjoy the Lord. It doesn't mean that you've, you've got all your tucks in a row. It doesn't mean that you've dotted all your I's and crossed all your T's. You, you screw up, I screw up, we all screw up, but we can understand that there is a God that has made provisions for that. 
and I can rejoice in him. And so there's, a, there's another word. There's, there's a bunch of words for the word bless in the Old Testament, but these are, this is typically where we're going to stay. But the word asar is this, is when we say I'm blessed, right? And we just kind of throw it around again, wear the t-shirt, all the stuff. And sometimes we just, we don't realize what we're saying. We just, basically what we say when we're blessed, we're saying we're good, I'm good. That God's taking care of me. And, and that's good. That's an accurate thing. It's basically, asar in the Greek means this is declaring that someone else has been treated favorably. So I can look at you and I can rejoice and I can bless you because I can go, look, you've been treated favorably. So five realities of blessing. You ready? Let's talk about five realities of blessing. Now we know what blessing is, right? It's favor, it's fellowship, it's fulfillment. So what are five realities of blessing? Number one is this, is that God... God's blessing serves a purpose. God's blessing serves a purpose. And the the purpose isn't just to get your belly fat or your bank account fat or a ring on your finger or a nicer car or a nicer house. It doesn't end there. His blessing serves a purpose. The purpose here in Genesis is to be fruitful and multiply. God blessed them and he says, I want you to fill the earth and subdue it. I want you to reign over the earth. So I'm going to put my blessing on you so you can fulfill my mandate. See, blessings are not just for our enjoyment, but for our empowerment. Will you remember this? Blessings are not just for our enjoyment, but for our empowerment. And I would say this, that some of you are not empowered because you don't realize and recognize that you're already blessed. And some of you are walking around going, well, I'm just not blessed. I'm just not blessed. (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself. But you've got to change your thinking. You are blessed. The fact that you got in a car and were able to show up at church today, the fact that you were able to wake up with breath in your lungs and a pulse in your body, you are blessed. And you're alive because God has called you to fulfill a purpose. So blessings are not just for our enjoyment, but for our empowerment. So we would see this all throughout the scriptures. And I, I, I want you to get a robust view of scripture, right? Don't just ca- camp out in Psalms. Don't just camp out in Proverbs or don't just camp out in Genesis or, or, or even one of the gospels. We read the whole canon, the whole counsel of God. Come on, that's why we have 66 books and not one. And if you're stuck in one book, you're gonna be unbalanced. You're gonna be out of the will of God. You hear me? All right. So what we see is all throughout scripture, we see this thing, a blessing. Now in our culture, we don't get it. We don't understand it. So what you would see is if an army goes out to war, the priest would come out and what would he do? He would pray over them. He would bless them. He would declare God's goodness over them. When we see someone was anointed as king, what would they do? They would bless them. They would say this, these words. We see this all throughout the, the, the patriarchy through the scriptures that there was a blessing being pronounced. Why? Because there is a purpose inside that person and they need God's signature to accomplish it. They need God's favor to accomplish it. Listen, there are a lot of things that you can fulfill in this life without the blessing of God, but you will only fulfill your purpose with his blessing. It's the only way you can do good. You can make lots of money. You can be famous, all that kind of stuff without God's blessing. You can, but don't stand before God at the end of your life. And go, look at what I did. Because he's not impressed. So we're blessed to be a blessing. And, and don't block the blessing. All right? Don't get constipated with the blessing. Don't block the blessing. 
the blessing doesn't end here. If God blesses you, if, if you see, listen, I've made it a point that, it, that if I'm blessed, that, that I get blessed, like financially, let's just use this for an example. And finan- financially is a measure of blessing. It's not the measure of blessing. Okay, so, so get over that. The blessings aren't things. They don't have, just tell that to Abraham. <laughs> Abraham was super rich because of the blessing of God. And some people will have riches because of the blessing of God and there'll be a blessing because of that. Now, if it just ends there, we've got some problems. That's not the blessing of God or they're just constipated, but don't block the blessing, right? So be a conduit for blessing. Don't block the blessing. Tell yourself that. Don't block the blessing. So I was saying is that if I get blessed, I make sure that I, first of all, I tithe, like if someone gives me money, that I tithe off that, right? That I give it to the Lord. Why? Because when I keep the tithe, it makes me a, a thief. Why? Because the tithe is already the Lord's. So I can't hold on to that. I want to be blessed. So I tithe and then I make sure that I'm being a blessing through that, right? Okay, so be a blessing. Um, this is what I'm learning, okay? We are, Pastor Leslie and I are incredibly blessed. Like by that, I don't, I don't mean that we have tons of money in the bank because we don't. But we do, we have, if you knew how much money you made, you would be surprised by what we have. <laughs> like we do really well for the amount of money that we make because it's just, we've received the blessing of God. And so sometimes my tendency sometimes is when I receive God's blessing is I get a little bashful about it. Right? You ever get, am I the only one? Like God blesses you and you make sure and tell somebody like, hey, you're making an excuse for it. I've done that. In fact, I find myself doing that still today. But what I'm learning is this, is when you see blessing as a resource, you can stop being bashful when God blesses you. But I'm just seeing God's blessings are a resource. They're not just for me to have, right? So everything that the Lord gives me, I I hold it with an open hand, right? Because God's blessing serves a purpose. And the purpose isn't just to make me happy. And if you're thinking that, God, I need your blessing, then it'll stop there and you'll block the blessing. The second thing about blessing is this, is there are levels of God's blessing. There are levels of God's blessing. So we see this in the created order, right? We see that God even blessed the fish. (laughs) Glad he did. And the birds and, and creation. It was all blessed. It was in his order. And so there's a level of blessing that's already there. In fact, there's what I would call this on the earth, a common blessing. And we talked a little bit about that. The fact that you woke up with breath in your lungs, a pulse running through your body. You're already blessed. You're already a recipient of the goodness of God. You're already part of his creation. So you, there is a level of blessing that you have. And then there's this thing called the direct blessing. And this is where God, when God looks at it and he actually puts his hand on it, come on. And he puts his signature on it. And that, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about direct blessing. So every person has, has a blessing on their life. And, and you have people that live life and they're like, they have this edge and they're like, I've had to work hard for everything in my life. And I've, you know, I've done this and I've done it that way. And I'm a grinder and I'm, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And, and the reason why they have that mindset and, and then you see people like that, that, that do well, that have that mindset. And then you have people like, you guys have all seen the inspirational video. Someone that's extremely handicapped. 
And they're like, I'm so incredibly blessed. And you're like, what is the difference? Because this person, they're like a physical specimen. And this person, person, they're struggling. Yet they consider themselves blessed. The other person doesn't consider them blessed. They're like, I've worked hard for it all my life. Whereas Deuteronomy 8.18 says that God gives you the power to gain wealth. You don't even have the, you don't even have the ability to work without God. But what is the difference? The difference is perspective. The, the difference is that they don't realize that they're already blessed. So there are levels to this thing called blessing, right? So if you see yourself as having this mentality of lacking in life, always trying to get ahead, if I can survive, then maybe I'll be a blessing. Right? Once I get a raise, then I'll be a blessing. No, because then what happens, you get the raise and you just, your level of living changes, not your level of giving. And once I get a spouse, then, and it's always once this happens. Listen, this, the, the seed has to go into the ground before you get fruit. And you could talk about this financially. You could talk about once I get more time on my schedule, once I feel more emotionally capable, once I get my life in order. Beloved, sow the seeds now. So a little extra time, a little extra energy, a little extra money. You're not gonna get blessed with that mindset. You will not see increase. What will happen is you might get more stuff, but you won't have more fulfillment. And we see this. We see, we see this with people all the time that have all this money, all this fame, and they're depressed. Why? Because they thought that would give them something that they could only get through God's blessing. So there's the levels. The third is this, is blessings are passed down. Now, I, I want to spend some time on this because it, it's, we're spending time on all of it. But this is the deal. Many times we look at blessing as only directly from God. But really, people are called to be a blessing. Did you know that God called you and ordained you to be a recipient of blessing from other people? And it's not, yes, is it God's blessing? Yeah, but it's through people. See, God wants you to learn and participate in his divine nature of being a blessing. And we call this, when we're a blessing to others, we call this impartation. That I've received a blessing and now I am imparting it to someone else. Right? And so throughout scripture, we see this from generation to generation. We see this honor system of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Remember Jacob? Jacob's fighting Esau for the blessing. Why is it so important to him? Because he knows that the blessing of God isn't just a direct blessing that's on his life. He also knows that there's a blessing inside his father that needs to be passed along, along to him. And now that he can have God's blessing individually over his life, he can also have the blessing of his father. Now he's got a double blessing. And what we've learned in our culture, because we haven't valued the blessing of our employer or our parents or of our friends or of our leaders or whatever it is, we haven't valued that. We just said, it's all about me and it's all about my way is we've, li we've lived in a measure of blessing, but we haven't received exponential blessing because we've blocked the blessing of those that God has put over us to give us blessing. And so we put this wall there that says, I don't need you. I don't need anyone else. And then what happens is just me and God. Well, that's the only blessing you get. But the reality is, is God wants to bless you through someone else. Can we, can we work on this, babe? 
So throughout scripture, we're called uh, to honor up. Give me that mirror and you got that light. So this is the way I was thinking about it. So when we're asking for the blessing of the Lord, this is what we're saying. Lord, come on, shine on me. Bless me, Lord. Go ahead, bless me, babe. Right? Big old light. Oh, yeah. But what happens is God has created us in such a way that he wants us to reflect his blessing. See, God, God's blessing isn't just for you, it's through you. But can I tell you today that you're a recipient of, of, of blessing right now because you came in this room and you sat in that chair because last night I walked around this room and I prayed for every single chair. And I said, Lord, I pray that you would smile on this person. And you know what I believe? I believe that God answers my prayers. So I believe God's smiling on you today. And it's not because I'm so important or significant, but because I have a light shining on me. And because I have a light shining on me, I'm gonna use that light to shine on you. I'm gonna get it on you a little bit today. And so, but what I don't want is I don't just want one light because the light comes from the Lord, but it also comes from other people. But I, what I want is I wanna be like crazy full of light. I want to be crazy full of blessing, not just so I can be full, not just so I can be full of blessings, but so I could, so I can bless a lot of people. Come on. So I'm going clubbing tonight. Yeah. Your pastor's changing his style. Come on. I'm just all shiny. It doesn't work quite as good as I thought it would, but, uh, you know, it's still an awesome shirt. I think I'll, think I'll change. <laughs> Pastor Nathan and I are going to go clubbing tonight. <laughs> but that's what I, listen, when you're receiving blessing from different directions, it's not just to get on you, it's to get through you. And what you need to be is you need to be a person. Part of the reason why we talk about honor so much is because we know that honor positions me to receive not just the direct blessing from the Lord, but the blessing of people in my life. So I'm a guy that don't really chase blessing, but I do chase honor. And because I chase honor, I'm able to be a recipient of, 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 of people. And it's also when I honor them, I'm actually blessing them. So it's like the, the favor of the Lord is filling all this space in the context of, altar, of honor. So this is why whenever you go, when, 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 you know, as a pastor, I get all the time, people like sometimes think that my prayers are more important than somebody, you know, or stronger. You know, they won't ask you. And that's, that's a weird mindset. My prayers aren't any stronger than your, yours are. But we do understand that there is a authority. There is a mantle. There is something on your life. And so what you're saying is, man, I do want you to pray for me, but I also want my pastor to pray for me. Because I want his blessing on my life. I want God's blessing through him on my life. Do you want Pastor Josh's blessing or God's blessing? Yes. Just like Jacob needed the blessing of Abraham. Of Isaac. When we talk about the anointing, what are you talking about? I need to receive the anointing. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're talking about someone... Praying, someone imparting a blessing to you. Someone increasing, get this, the smile of God on your life. Someone increasing the signature of God on your life. Someone increasing the goodness of God on your life. See, you do need others. This is why God builds this, these structures. Not to, listen, not for manipulation. Again, we're not getting into abuse. And this is what we do. Well, it's been abused. Okay, yes. Any good truth is going to be abused. Any good truth. 
Any good truth will be manipulated. In fact, that's a good indicator that it is true. The enemy only wants to pollute the things that are true, the things that are lies. Why would he emphasize that? Number four. Y'all okay? So blessings have boundaries. So here's Adam and Eve. They're in the garden. They're receiving God's blessing. They're enjoying the Lord. They're enjoying one another. Come on, they're naked. They run ashamed, crazy. And the Lord placed the man in the garden of Eden. Paradise, right? To tend and to watch over it. He had work to do. He created him to cultivate. But the Lord warned him, you may eat freely of every tree in the garden except for the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. What's he saying? Listen, here's a blessing. The whole earth is a blessing, but the blessing has boundaries. You can have everything else except that. Are you living in a way that you understand that God's blessings have boundaries? See, I have people sometimes coming to me and asking me to pray for things that are not the will of God. You don't, God don't bless what, what is not his will. Doing, and this, you know, we talk about Chick-fil-A, how it's pre-blessed chicken, right? I mean, there's just a blessing on it. It's pre-blessed, right? Because they do it God's way. But, but in, in, in reality, in reality, doing things God's way, it's already got a blessing level on it. And so you don't get God's blessing doing things your way. You don't get God's blessing doing things your way. You've got to do things God's way. That's how you receive his blessing. Again, you can, you can participate in the, in the common, you know, blessing that's there. You can breathe, you can work, you can do all those things. But if you want his direct signature, then you've got to do things his way. And when we do things his way, it's pre-blessed. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. Oh, that you would choose life. See, God's desire is always that you would choose life. His, his desire is always that you would choose blessing. This is what he wants. Well, God's in charge, but he's, he's letting you decide. God is in charge, but he's not controlling your choice. If you think God is controlling your choice, then you might want to find another church to get to because we don't believe that here. We believe that God has a plan. He is sovereign. He's absolutely in charge. But what he's done is he's put before us life and death and he says, you choose. I'm not going to choose for you. God is not going to choose for you. See, everything, doesn't, everything that happens isn't God's will. If everything was God's will, we would still be in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> you can make this choice. And he says this, you can make this choice by loving the Lord, your God, obeying him and committing yourself. I love this firmly to him. We're talking about a real commitment, not a, yeah, sure. I'll be there. Text messages. No, he's saying, listen, I want you to be firmly committed to me. Come on, a firm commitment. You say, you know what? This is the way it is. I'm not going to go to the left. I'm not going to go to the right. I'm going to commit to the Lord. I'm sold out to God. It doesn't matter what opportunities the world presents to me. I'm sold out to this decision to choose life by choosing to be obedient to the Lord and obeying him. I'm obeying God. 
This is what I'm going to do. This is the key to your life. Woo. This is the key to your life. What's the key to life? Obeying and loving Jesus. That's the key to your life. Walking in the blessing of God by loving and obeying him. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land of the Lord, the land that the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Here it is again. Here is this inheritance of blessing. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You will receive the blessings that I promised them if you will follow me. Are you tracking? Are you tracking how important blessing is? How important inheritance is? It's not just about me and my plan and my life. No, no, no. I am trying to get into the flow of this thing that God has ordained. And I'm trying to live within those boundaries. And this is the problem. When the boundaries are crossed, the blessing is lifted and a curse fills its space. When the boundaries are crossed, the blessing is lifted and a curse fills its space. So this is what we see in the garden. Don't eat that. I give you everything, Adam. And he's like, oh man, but that tree. Eve's like, that tree. Number five, blessings can break. Blessings can break. And we see the blessing broken. When things get out of God's order, they get out of his blessing. The blessing breaks. The promise doesn't break. The promiser doesn't break. But the flow of blessing breaks. So when sin entered the heart of man, what happened is it's like you had a vending machine called blessing. That's probably the worst way to look at it. But, it, but for Bear with me. All the illustrations have holes. It's like, say, let's just say that the blessings of God are a vending machine. They're not, but let's just say they are. When sin entered the scene, it's what happened is man wrote an out-of-order sign and put it on the machine. You can no longer access. It's unplugged. It doesn't work. You don't receive the direct blessings of God. Why? Because it's out of order. So you've got to get in order to receive God's blessings. Now, the awesome thing is, I'm getting ahead of myself. The awesome thing is, is God has provided a way to get things back in order. But a a broken blessing is this, a curse. This is is why it's so important for you, beloved, to watch your holiness. Oh, God's so gracious. Yes, He's absolutely gracious. Absolutely, God's going to forgive you. God's, God's not going God, to cast you out in outer darkness and say, never again can you come back. He's not going to do that. His arms are always going to be open to you. But beloved, you are going to miss out on a lot if you just continue and listen just with petty sins. This is why I'm always getting before the Lord and I'm just like, Lord, I want to be refined in the fire because I want to experience your best. Don't you want God's best? I want God's best, man. I'm not, I'm not content with the best Josh Brown I can be and, and how much I can achieve in this. Man, I, I want God's best. I want his blessing. I want his signature. I want his favor. I want his smile. That's, the goal of my life is, to get, is, is, is just to bring as much joy to the Lord as I possibly can. And there is a delight in his heart towards me already, but I'm telling you, I I just want to make his smile bigger. It's the drive of my life. But once a blessing is broken, it's a curse. 
Let's get back into this. Genesis chapter three. And to the man, he said, since you have listened to your wife, oops, <laughs> and hate from the tree, up. <laughs> of those fruit of which I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. Right? The ground is cur- not cursed because of Eve. It's because of Adam. Hi. Lest you thought you were off the hook, man. All your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. What is he saying? Is he saying work's a curse? No, he's not. He was already, work is not a curse. He's saying work will be laborious. It will grow thorns and thistles for you. Though you will eat of its grains by the sweat of your brow, will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust and to dust you will return. And it says this in verse 23. So the Lord banished them from the garden of Eden. Wow. The blessing was broken. They were banished. This removed God's favor. This hindered the fellowship that man had with God. This is when sacrifice entered the scene and you had to go through all these rituals and all this stuff to be able to talk to God. Why? Because fellowship was hindered. So God's original design and creation was for it to experience prosperity, peace, and fulfillment. But that design was ruined when sin entered the world. But this is the good news. God repairs what's broken. God repairs what's broken. So he shows up to the serpent and I love it. I love God's heart. I love it that he doesn't, the first thing that comes out of his mouth isn't a rebuke to Adam. I mean, he gives a rebuke to Adam, but before that he goes to the serpent. This deceiver. I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. What is he talking about, her offspring? He's talking about the seed that will come from her. Eventually, this seed would come from her and that seed will strike your head. What is head? Head is a place of authority. So what happened in this moment is Adam and Eve bowed to the authority of the serpent. And then he says, let me tell you what, I'm cursing you. And eventually someone is going to come from her seed. Something is going to come from his loins and he will strike your head. Yeah, 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 you'll strike his heel. It'll be painful, but it won't be a death blow. Come on. But he will crush your head, your authority. Head is always authority in scripture, will be robbed. This is why Jesus, what it tells us about Jesus in 1 John chapter 3, 8, it says, for the son of man came to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus crushed the head of the one who brought the curse. He crushed his head. He robbed him of authority because God repairs what's broken. So Christ restored the blessing. He reversed the curse. Get this, it's all coming down to this. Romans chapter five, verse 16. The result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift, God's free gift, God's blessing to our being made right with God even though we're guilty of many sins, even though I broke the blessing, 
Even though I blocked the blessing, one man's sin made us all guilty. For the sins of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater, even a greater level of blessing than you've ever experienced is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. Righteousness isn't something you earn. Righteousness is something you receive. It's a gift for all who receive it. We'll live in triumph over sin. How do I get over sin? You receive righteousness. Then you live from that standpoint. You live from the blessing. Listen, if you think that God's clothed me with righteousness, it doesn't matter what I do, then you don't understand righteousness. Because when God transforms you, you become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You live different. You want to live different. You don't look for what you can do that's wicked. Listen, if you were looking for sin, then you need a nature change. If you're looking for what you can get away with, then you need to ask God to renew your nature. You need to be born again. What a great message for blessing. <laughs> right? That's what blessing is. The greatest blessing. But even greater is God's wonderful grace, a gift of righteousness for all who receive it. will live in triumph over sin. Did you know that God's gift for you is that you will live as an overcomer, that you will live over your sin, that you will no longer be a slave to sin, that you'll no longer be controlled by sin, that you will no longer be an addict, that you'll no longer need to be able to control your mouth or your language or your temper. No, 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 because you're yielded to the Lord because you closed yourself with the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus, you received it. And death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yet Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one gift or act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because the other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. So even though you broke the blessing, and I did too, and even though you positioned yourself to receive a curse, I did too. The act of one man, Christ Jesus, repairs what was broken. The one act of Christ Jesus, one act, the one thing that he did, reverse the curse. So Jesus restores this order. What we lost in the garden, Jesus recovered in the grave. Come on, what we lost in the garden, Jesus recovered it in the resurrection. Come on, what we lost when we lost God's blessing and God said, I'm no longer gonna endorse them. Jesus says, let me redeem them, Lord, so they can receive again, once again, your favor, your right standing, the gift of righteousness. Let them now be able to receive fulfillment. I have come that you might have life and life to its fullness, that my peace will be with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, but my peace, the peace of God. God restores the order, favor, fulfillment, and fellowship with God. Y'all okay? One more scripture. Ephesians chapter one, verse three. This is really the, 
the anchor scripture of this whole series. All praise to God. Another word for Barak is praise. That's where we get the celebrating connectedness. So when we, you say, how, that's weird. How do people bless God? You bless God by praising him. And so right here, he says, all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, get this, with every spiritual blessing. Hold up. Lord, I need a, need a greater blessing in my life. Is there a greater blessing? Is there a greater blessing than being in right standing with God? Is there a better blessing than receiving God's signature over your life? Is there a better blessing than being made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus? I think not. I think there's no better blessing than Jesus. I think there's nothing better that God can give me than Jesus. And beloved, once you get this, it changes everything. Everything changes when you start seeing yourself as man. I am in Christ. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Because why? Because we're united. We're connected. We're connected. We're connected. That rejoicing connectedness. We are united in Christ even before he made the world. God loved us. Chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided. In advance to adopt us into his family. Did you love it? He brought you into a family. He brought you into belonging. He brought you into relationship. He brought you into connection. By bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. It's what he wanted to do. It wasn't like he looked at the price and said, I don't really want to pay it, but I'll pay it anyway. It says he wanted to pay the price. He saw that you were worth it. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. It gave the Father great pleasure to bless us with Jesus. When the Father sent Jesus, even through his suffering, he's smiling because he knows he's restoring his creative order. God does not regret purchasing you. There's no buyer's remorse with God. Whew. He's not ashamed of you. He wanted you. Whew. He wanted you. Will you get this? Will you get this? God. God wanted you. And it pleased him to crush Jesus to have you. That's wanting you really bad. Furthermore, 
because we're united with Christ, because we received this connection, we've received an inheritance for God, for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. He works it out.